with a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is up? Coming to you from the Cosa Nostra studios, I'm Matty Buller, and thank you for tuning in to Almost Wise Guys. This is our look at the marquee games for Week 17 across the NFL, including your primetime Sunday and Monday nighters. Of course, this late in the year, we don't have a sandwich game for you, but I might toss in a money line Matty pick. We'll see how that goes. First, with me as always from Almost Wise Guys Central, it's Andy the Prognosticator Atridge. How you doing, buddy? It's Week 17. It's Week 17. Um, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you, buddy. Merry post-Christmas, all that neat stuff. It seems like a lot longer than a week has passed. A lot of stuff went on last week. Joe Burrow throwing for over 500 yards. Uh, There was four linemen that scored touchdowns. The Bills had a game in which they didn't punt once, which is a first for Bill Belichick. And tip of the hat to Philly fan for not throwing any snowballs at Santa Claus this year. Yeah, they showed a lot of restraint. And... uh... Did you did you cash out on your prop bet? I yeah, well no, no, because I had yes at minus one thirty for Philly fan to throw the snowballs at Santa Claus. So no, I did not cover. Wow, Philly fan. Defying the odds. Playing the underdog. Way to go. Um last week also uh terrible news in the football world as uh John Madden, the great John Madden passed away and Andy, like that guy meant so much to the world of football. Yeah, I mean, you and I aren't old enough to remember him coaching for the Raiders, but we certainly learned a lot of stories about that. We do remember him as a commentator, and then obviously, you know, being in our living room on our uh, Sony PlayStations with the Madden football game. Yeah, he he was also great in those light beer commercials. And another great thing was when he was with Summerall and we got all those years of great commentary, we got some real gems that ended up being called Maddenisms. So rather than a top five where we make fun of something or someone this week, in honor of the great John Madden, here are the top five Maddenisms of all time. Number five. As we see the, the buckets, now there's a third bucket this week. I think what happened... There's always been, yeah, there's always been like a mother and father. Like this is a father bucket, this is a mother bucket, and since the last game, they had a baby bucket. So this is a baby bucket. So they got three now, there's always been two. One's gonna go to Parcells, one's gonna go to another assistant, and one will go to a player later in the game. That's the bucket. Well, the other, I, mean, I mean, the bucket, you know, that's how big it is. I mean, third year in the league, and then you ask questions like, is it married? Yeah, Bucket's married. Bucket, you got a family bucket? Yeah, yeah, got a baby bucket. And then brought the ice because we're in California. Number four. And the balls get hard and the balls get slick and they're, and they're tough to handle. Number three. And see what it is, is it's a tethered flip. See this here? It's tethered. These lines hold it still so it stays there. This means nothing. That's the camera. That's the thing that you take the pictures with. So they have to have a tethering thing. See, that's a tethered blimp. You shouldn't know words like tether. <laughs> then that thing moves by itself. There's no man up there in that blimp. That just moves. When you say move, stop, it does. It does whatever you tell it to do. Number two. See how heat does come out of the top of your head? Look at it. Just coming off of Nate's head there. That's where it escapes. If you have heat in your body, 
and you want to let it out, you take your hat off. Yeah. You know, what you could do is, is you could have a barbecue on that head. Nate's got a lot of room to let it out. Yeah. I mean, you could cook like some burgers on there. Look at now you're talking. I mean, this is football. When you yeah. got steam coming out of your head and your mouth, now you're talking football. You're controlling that offensive line. This is what it's all about. And now, the number one. Yeah, he's one of those guys who will get penetration. Good genes. He has great genes. In fact, they get penetration on both sides. Rest in peace to the great John Madden. And in honor of that man, let's fire it up, Andy. Let's fire it up. Oh, First game on the docket, we head to the Music City where the Tennessee Titans are three and a half point favorites over the visiting Miami Dolphins. 40 is your over under for the game. Now, the Dolphins have won seven straight after starting this season one and seven. No team, we said this last week, has ever made the playoffs after starting the season one and seven. That would be an amazing feat. Now, Miami eight, six, and one against the spread as far as betting is concerned. Tennessee nine and six. And you can't count the Tennessee Titans out, even though King Henry is still on the sidelines. Yeah, well, going back to the streaks, yeah, Miami, first team ever to lose seven games in a row and also win seven games in a row in the same season. And that the reason for that turnaround, I think, has to do with the fact that they remembered how to play defense like they did last season, which was a year in which they led the league in takeaways. Well, now, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right, dude. Since week nine, they've allowed 11.7 points per game. That's the fewest in the league. Yeah, I know. And, you know, Tua, he seems to be settling in. I think his role, I, I hate using the term game manager, but they're they're not putting a whole lot of pressure on him to do everything. And I think he's taken to that quite well. He settled in and they just, they found their groove. My, my biggest concern for them, however, is that they're only rushing for 87 yards per game, which is good for third worst in the league. But, you know, if the, over the last three games, that's improved. That's over 112 yards. But the Titans, my gosh, you know, they're still fighting for a number one seed. That's still in the cards for them. Absolutely. And they're also uh, doing it with a bit of defense. They're one of two teams that has three players with seven or more sacks this season, right? They got Landry the third, Simmons and Autry, right? Like a, a fantastic defense, which has really stood up uh, since Henry. Like they, they, somebody had to pick up the slack, and it was uh, Tennessee's defense. Well, they certainly. Uh, put a whooping on my 49ers who got off to a 10 nothing lead in the first half. You know, they held, they held the 49ers to just 83 yards rushing. And the 49ers are one of the better teams that, that can run the ball. But in their last three games, they're averaging just 40 yards rushing allowed. And now that they got A.J. Brown back in the lineup, and last week he caught 11 for buck 45, uh, a touchdown, and he even threw a pass when called upon. But here's, a, here's the angle I'm looking at. Um, when did we see Miami play? You know, it was it was late in the weekend, and Tennessee had an extra three days of rest. And, I, you know, both of these, I think both of these teams have really good defenses. But I think my, uh, Tennessee's offense is just that much better, and I think they're going to be that much hungrier to be fighting for that uh, that number one seed. And I like Tennessee to cover the three in the hook. 
Yeah, Tennessee's at home, and like you said, they've had a longer week, Miami a little later, um, and it's really hard to carry the momentum of a win streak uh, throughout a, a season. I mean, it's something's got to give, and I, 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 I agree with you. I like Tennessee here to cover. Baby, if you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, WKRP. We're on to Cincinnati. On to Cincinnati, where the Bengals are five-point underdogs at home against the visiting Kansas City Chiefs. Your total for the game is 49.5. The last time KC and Cincinnati entered a matchup with both teams having nine or more wins was Week 17, 2005. Uh, Trent Green was quarterback for Kansas City. Carson Palmer for the Bengals. The Chiefs have won eight straight games after starting the season three and four, so they seem to have right, righted the ship. Uh, both teams are also sitting at eight and seven against the spread. Do you think this uh, this spread is a little high for this game? I thought three and a half, maybe. Well, three? I think the spread here is being dictated by brand reputation. Because you got the Chiefs, who've represented the AFC in the last two Super Bowls. The Bungles, who haven't been there in over 30 years. And so you're looking at them going, huh. And then, as you say, you know, Chiefs had that big running or uh, winning streak. But they were every almost every team that they played was missing a key player. Like when they played the Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers wasn't in. And, you know, when they played the Cowboys, key receivers weren't in. So you can kind of put an asterisk beside some of those wins. And then you look at Cincinnati's side of the ball. It's Joe Mixon. He's second in the league in rushing. Uh, Joe Burrow is second only to Aaron Rodgers in quarterback rating. And as, as impressive as that 525-yard passing performance was against the Ravens, he's actually thrown for 941 yards against Baltimore this season. That's the first time ever that a quarterback has eclipsed the 900-yard mark against one team. And then you got rookie Jamar Chase. He's seventh in the league in receiving yards. He's third in receiving touchdowns. My point is their offense is pretty good. And they're going to be around for a long time. Cincinnati is the only team in NFL history with a 4,000-plus-yard passer, a 1,000-plus-yard rusher, and multiple 1,000-yard or more receivers, all age 25 or younger. Wow. That is great job from the front office putting together a team that's going to be able to gel and get some chemistry over these years and they're already putting up some great numbers uh they get a little bit better of an o-line and some more defense and they're a legitimate contender in the afc uh, right like they're averaging 27.3 points per game this season that's their most since 1988 where they went to the super bowl boomer esiason won mvp that year um, so obviously the Bengals are doing something right on offense. Now, can they stop the Chiefs? Uh, because the Chiefs right now, they can convert third downs like no one else, man. 51.7%. That's on pace to become the first team to convert uh, 50 or more percent of third downs since the 2011 Saints. Well, and, and then on top of that, they get Travis Kelsey back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> helps the cause. But but they're losing running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to a shoulder injury. And it's not great to lose your top running back when the wind is going to be swirling around 15 miles an hour at game time. 
I, I was just about to go there, Andy. I knew yeah. you were coming down to wind speed because <laughs> I was reading the weather report. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess Patrick Mahomes has a good arm. I'm not, I'm not doubting that at all. But uh, there's going to be a lot of running here, and I think that edge definitely goes to Cincinnati. And I love them to cover the five points. Absolutely, dude. I love the Bengals here. I love them to cover it on the money line, baby. They're my money line Maddie pick this week. Oh! Oh! After evaluating millions of pieces of data in the blink of an eye, the Gambletron 2000 says the winner is Cincinnati by 200 points. Why, you worthless hunk of junk? Next up, we head to Big D, where the Dallas Cowboys are five-and-a-half-point favorites against the visiting Arizona Cardinals. 51-and-a-half, your total for the game. Now, the Cards have won five of their last six against the Cowboys, uh, but this season, the Cowboys have been money against the spread, 12-and-3 versus the Cards at 9-and-6. In fact, the Cards are losers of three in a row, whereas the Cowboys have won their last four in a row. They seem to be two teams going in different directions. Um... And also, the Cowboys, 9-1 and one versus NFC teams this season. Their only loss to an NFC team was uh, Tampa Bay, week one. Well, I, I think the Cowboys had covered that double-digit spread last week against Washington before they'd even finished coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was a brutal uh, showing by Washington. That was painful to watch. And you know what? It, it was just one of those nights for Washington. Uh, I don't think the final score is really indicative of the uh, talent level of both teams. Uh, they just, everything seemed to go right for Dallas. I'm not taking anything away from the win, but. Uh, well, like I had a coach once that used to say, hey man, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes the bear gets you. When attacked by a bear, simply lie still on the ground and cover your face and head with your hands. When the bear is finished batting you around and mauling you, contact the U.S. Forest Service. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we mentioned it last week with Arizona. Uh, their center, Rodney Hudson, has been out. And, you know, there's sort of triggered protection issues up front. Uh, it's just simply a disruption of their continuity. Uh, what Cliff Kingsbury said, if all goes well, there's a quote-unquote good chance that the pivot returns against Dallas. To give you an idea of how important he is, they're 8-2 and two with him as the center and 2-3 and three without him this year. And he just, he brings a comfort level, as uh, Kingsbury would say, to the whole offense. He just calms it all down. Now, they don't have DeAndre Hopkins back yet, but you're going to have a James Conner in the backfield. And yeah, the key uh, key injury to watch is Rodney Hudson. And I think if he's back in the lineup, Arizona can cover. It's a, that's a pretty big number. It is a pretty big number. And I agree with you, especially when we're talking about uh, a veteran center with a rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. right? There is there's a very big connection between center and quarterback there, especially when the center is the veteran. So I, I think that does play into the Cardinals if he's there. They're seven and one on the road as well. That's the yeah. highest win percent in the uh, NFL, uh, averaging also thirty point three points per game and two and a half takeaways per game. That's on the road. That's unbelievable. And that's how you win on the road too. You throw up a bunch of points and you take the ball away. 
Now, the problem is, on the other side, the Cowboys love it at home. They've averaged 38.4 points per game and 426.1 total yards per game at home this season. That's Both are the most in the NFL. So this game, I think the problem with this for Dallas, I think they're going to win this game, but that spread seems high to me. Yeah, and it's gone up too. Um, in fact, it started, I think, at minus two and a half. Well, Dallas is Dallas is like the the Packers, or you know, they're just like one of those teams that has public money behind them, and you're going to pay a tax. Like you know, if you're going to try to bet for Tom Brady, you, he's his spread's going to be inflated because he's Tom Brady. It's the same thing down here in Dallas. I think this is a great example of buying low and selling high. And right now, I don't think you can get much lower than Arizona, or nor much higher than Dallas. So yeah, it is an inflated spread. Now, second, Jerry Jones, you know the Cowboys owner, and uh, he's disappointed, obviously. Yeah. Well, he's a good guy, though, man. He's he's talking about rebuilding the team, you know. And he told me he says we have to get back to what made us a championship team: strippers and crack. This late in the season, there really is no such thing as a true sandwich game. Everyone's sort of fighting for something. But I'll tell you what there is a lot of, and that's a lot of leftover Christmas turkey. As an homage to John Madden, here is him discussing the turducken. See, a lot of people don't know. You have to slice it down the middle. See, and then you slice it across this way. Because what it is, it's a, it's a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned turkey with dressing between the chicken and the duck and the duck and the turkey. So... As you cut down that way, you go turkey, dressing, duck, dressing, chicken. In fact, they get penetration on both sides. Well, the Minnesota Vikings been known to lose a game or two. Chicago's got the Bears, but Lord, who cares? Them fans are always feeling blue. And the fans of the Lions are always crying because the boys are always out of luck. But everybody knows that the Packers Sunday night, we head to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field where the Green Bay Packers face division rival Minnesota Vikings. The Packers six and a half point favorites. Uh, 47 and a half is your over under. Now, since week 11, Green Bay is averaging 33 points per game. That's the most in the NFL over that span. And they've won 12 regular season games straight at home. Um, Now, their last loss, interestingly enough, was week eight in 2020 versus the Minnesota Vikings. I, I think the problem this uh, this year is the Vikings have the 29th ranked defense in the NFL, and Aaron Rodgers is playing like he has that chip on his shoulder that we all know Aaron Rodgers likes to have. Yeah, and, you know, Green Bay's fighting for something here, and that's a first-round buy. <clears throat> Make sure that the road to L.A.'s SoFi Stadium, which is hosting the Super Bowl this year, that road needs to go through Lambeau once again. Vikings lost three of their last five, and if they lose uh, this weekend, they're they're done in uh, playoff contention. Uh, Adam Thielen is recovering from a high ankle sprain, and that's likely going to keep him out of the lineup. However, Dalvin Cook is back in the lineup. Um, he's off the COVID list. He's not been vaccinated, but they cleared him to play. And that's not good news for Green Bay, because they have the second worst yards per carry allowed in the league. And... Considered like if just their last two games, they won by a total of three points. Cleveland easily could have beaten them. Um, and, and all of Minnesota's games this year have been close. Either win or lose, they've all been close. 
And dude, they've played 12 straight games that have been decided by eight points or less. Yeah. That's exactly. actually tied for the second longest streak in the NFL since at least 1940. I, I just, I see them having a good day and I think they could cover that spread. I think, again, that's kind of a big, big spread for a divisional rivalry. Uh, I know it's at Lambeau, but you know, Minnesota's got a great uh, pounding running game. I'm going to go with the Vikings. Dude, I can't go with you. Kirk Cousins is one of 19 quarterbacks to start at least 25 primetime games since 2000. Uh, he's 10 and 17 and is the worst among those quarterbacks. You like that? I, oh, I know. I know. Uh, I, but- if this was over seven, maybe. But I think Green Bay can you know win what? this by a touchdown. I'm taking the Packers. It might get to seven by game day. I can yeah. see that happening. So by it now. Well, if you if you like the Packers, which I do not. Everybody knows that the Packers suck. Well, it's Saturday night and I just got paid. Feel the time money, don't try to save. My heart said go, go. Have a time on Saturday night. Nah, feel fine. Gonna rock it up. Finally, Monday night, we head to the Steel City where the Pittsburgh Steelers are three-point underdogs against visiting Cleveland Browns. 41 and a half is your total. The Steelers have been outscored 114 to 19 in the first half over their last six games. So here's my thing. I would say bet the Browns first half uh, spread. I would definitely go there. Steelers are slow starters. Now, and Cleveland are fast starters too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're going to beat Cleveland, you'll beat them uh, towards the end of the game when they choke. So absolutely, but I, I still like them here to cover three points on the road. Can you talk me out of that? Well, you've got two teams here that both they both have seven wins, but there is a tangible feel in the difference between those two teams. I mean, last week at Arrowhead, the Steelers looked about as bad as they could possibly be. They turned the ball over four times, had a missed field goal, they lost the time of possession battle by almost ten minutes, and and sadly. And this is one of the worst things you could say about a group of athletes, but it honestly looked like they gave up during that game. I think they did. I think and that they did. is terrible. Um, and Cleveland, as I say, they could have easily beaten Green Bay at Lambeau. You know, they had the uh, the missed two-point conversion at the end to tie it up. And if Baker Mayfield hadn't turned the ball over four times, four INTs, um, you know, that would have been a different outcome. Now, i got a trivia question for you, Matty. shoot all right so since christmas day in 1950 there's only been one other quarterback to throw four interceptions so going back to 1950 it's only happened with one other quarterback on christmas day that they've thrown four interceptions do you know who that player was jim mcmahon brett Favre. i just ripped the big one That's a thing of beauty. It must have been something I ate. That makes sense. <laughs> Another homage. Why do you even ponder passing? But I'm telling you here, I like Cleveland. I like their defense. I like the way they can run the ball. And I think Pittsburgh is has pretty much had enough of this year. And they're already looking to next season. So I'm going to take the uh, Cleveland Browns here to cover. Well, Pittsburgh has definitely been doing it with smoke and mirrors all season. And I think Cleveland is the real deal. Buy low, sell high. But... This is going to be Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field. I mean, even if they do make the playoffs, they'll be on the road for all the games. 
and we've seen emotional games before, like when Brett Favre's father passed away, or even the Raiders' last game at the Coliseum before they moved to Vegas. I think they covered as a double-digit underdog. I think the whole team and the whole city is going to be behind him, and I and I think that they're they're just going to pull out a win for him, whatever it takes. So three points, whatever. I think Pittsburgh comes out the victor here. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Dogg. Dog Pound, y'all better turn up this week, man. Y'all got a new feeling, new spirit. Let's go get it done, Dog Pound. Now it's time for the teaser segment of the program, where Andy and I both give you a teaser we like to get down on. Uh, well, Andy, you go first. What do you like this weekend? Well, let's go to the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Uh, the temperature is going to be well below freezing by evening. Both teams really aren't that good against the rush, but they are the pass. So we're likely going to see a lot of running plays. So I'm going to take the under here. Uh, the total is posted right now at 46 and a half. So I'm going to take that up to 52 and a half. And very similarly, uh, Baltimore will be having 17-mile-an-hour winds, 80% chance of rain, which is also right for an under. Again, sits exactly at 46.5, so we're going to take that up to 52.5. So we're going to tease the under on both the Green Bay Packers and the Baltimore Ravens games. For like one of my teaser, let's go back to the frozen tundra. Uh, unlike Andy, though, I'm going to go with the point spread here. I'm going to take Green Bay from uh, minus 6.5 to minus half a point. And then I like a road dog here for my next one. Leg two is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. They're going into Dallas. Uh, they're five and a half point underdogs. I'm going to take that all the way to uh, plus 11 and a half, which goes through the key numbers of seven and 10. So Green Bay from minus six and a half to minus half a point and Arizona from plus five and a half to plus 11 and a half. He's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Thank you for listening to week 17 of Almost Wise Guys. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit the subscribe buttons on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Then you won't miss the show. You can also hit us up on our website, almostwiseguys.com, for additional content and picks from all week 17 games across the NFL. From the Cosa Nostra studios, for any of the prognosticator Attridge, back at Almost Wise Guys Central, I'm Matty Buller. Get out and pick yourself a winner. If you liked our podcast, please share it with a friend. If you hated it, please share it with two enemies. Tune in next week at the same bad time on the same bad channel. Happy New Year's. Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be
till dying But seas between us Great a road Saying old and anxiety Yeah.